0: The Long Story Short Podcast with Liz Calloway.
1: Welcome to The Long Story Short, the weekly podcast on Burn Media. I'm Liz Calloway. If you're enjoying The Long Story Short, be sure to like it and share it with your friends. We all need to work together to save America. And now on with the show.
0: It's Long Story Short with Liz Calloway.
1: Joining us is uh, just an amazing guest. We've had him on before. It is Peter Navarro. Peter Navarro has been a fly on the wall of the Trump administration, a former Trump advisor. He is the author of Taking Trump, uh, taking back Trump's America, why we lost the White House and how we'll win it back. And he's joining us right now. He knows all too well what it means to be the top target of the deep state. And uh, and he, here, he is joining us right now. Good morning, Peter.
0: Hey, Liz. How's your little piece of paradise down there? No. You do live in a sweet spot, I must admit.
1: Yes, it is absolutely uh, beautiful here. Thank you. And you should come and visit because um, obviously... <laughs> Where you live is a tough town, um, or where you work, the I should swamp say. swamp versus the ocean, right? Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Now, I-, I need to ask you, Peter, I know you're going through some of your own legal troubles with a weaponized FBI. Can you give us a little bit of a background on that? And uh, also, there were some recent new developments that they're calling a setback for you um, in this uh, case that you're involved in.
0: Oh, I don't know if you've had any setbacks. I'm not sure what that's referring to. This is a battle for the listeners. Uh, the issue uh, is that the Pelosi partisan Democrats have weaponized Congress. Uh, they uh, issued a subpoena to me. The president invoked what's called executive privilege, which is a institution that dates back to George Washington that that basically is designed to promote effective presidential decision-making. It's very important constitutionally. Uh, once the president invoked executive privileges, it was not my privilege to waive. Uh, I asked the committee to contact the president to negotiate a waiver, at which point I'd be happy to talk to them. Uh, they did not do that, and, and here I sit within about a field goal to the FBI having already been put in uh, in leg irons and uh, mm. solitary confinement on my way to trial.
1: Unbelievable. But,
0: but my focus right now is, is the title of this new book, Taking Back Trump's America. And it's important. Uh, it's not just a book, it's a mission. It's important because as you describe and as we are seeing, we are drifting quickly towards an authoritarian fascist regime that uh, if, if they were only taking our civil rights away and free speech, that would be one thing. But they are destroying the economy. Mm-hmm. They are destroying security on our southern border. They are destroying uh, our national security by showing weakness uh, to the Putins and Xi, Pings of China, of this world. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's where that's where my focus is on. And the, 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 the law issue is very interesting. Um, I'm already out of pocket, uh, close to half a million dollars for wow. a misdemeanor. And that's what they do to you. They yeah. try to drain you dry. Mm-hmm. But what I'm doing my best now is to stay focused on uh, the mission, take mm-hmm. back Trump's America. And the, and the most important thing we have to do is in November, take back the House of Representatives from nancy pelosi uh if 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 we don't take her out at the ballot box she's going to make life continuing to be miserable not just for people like me but for donald trump himself and that's what they're trying to do on capitol hill is prevent donald trump from being president in 2025 Mm -hmm. so that's where that's where my head's at liz and I, i would ask you listeners to go to Amazon, look at the Taking Back Trump's America book, embrace it as a mission, and get involved. I, I you know, I did a view of the chessboard of the, the races in South Carolina, and they seem pretty, pretty well defined. I don't think there's any cliffhangers there, but there's a lot of races around the country you can get involved in. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it's important that people People give some time or money to some candidates.
1: Yeah, Peter, you know what we're dealing with here, and we're speaking with former Trump advisor Peter Navarro, who also has a PhD in economics from Harvard. Um so, you know, when you talk about the economy, we know that you know what you're talking about. I, I need to to tell you that, that that we have some Republicans here. We have a messed up state GOP, a local GOP party. Things are just getting ugly. I don't even know what's happening anymore. I've totally checked out of it. And I, I, you know, we're We try and talk about it, but you you put your head up out of the foxhole and you get it shot off. So you just try and, you know, um, what what has happened is exactly what they wanted to happen. They wanted us to be distracted with all this infighting, drawing sides, the never Trumpers, you know, President Trump. It was has created such great policies for the United States. We were humming. the the uh, you know the economy was humming. You know we had all the bad actors. You know stepping down. You know toeing the line. And here we are now. We have a wide open border, just like you said, right? Russia's invading yeah. Ukraine. Um, we have China. God only knows what's going on. Um, with what their fentanyl pouring in. I, You know, there's a line here that I was reading in preparation. It's It says this confederacy of predatory globalists, never Trumper, ne- Republicans, wide, wild eyed Freedom Caucus nutjobs and self-absorbed Wall Street transactionalists would constantly delay, disrupt, and deter a set of populist economic nationalists and tough-on-China actions and policies that would otherwise have carried Donald Trump to a landslide victory. And you're talking about the call is coming from inside the House. These are people that were on Trump's so-called team, and you were a fly yeah. on the wall yeah. the entire yeah. time. And I'm going to say it right now, and I wonder how you feel about it. I believe that Jared Kushner was the biggest problem that Trump had. It's a
0: tie between Jared Kushner and Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary. I said said in the book, uh, Taking Back Trump's America, that if simply Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, who who continually tried to gut our tough-on-China policy, and Jared Kushner, who screwed up China, who screwed up the, the pandemic, and most of all screwed up the campaign, if they had never darkened the door of the White House. Uh, I think the boss would still be there, but in, you know, South Carolina. It's interesting you reflect on that. It's a it's a puzzle to me. I mean, one of the one of the big bad personnel inside the White House that never should have been there was you know South Carolina's, I hope not too favorite son Mick Mulvaney. Mick
1: Mulvaney, uh, what a guy, traitor that guy became! Wow, uh, disappointment. Well,
0: if you do the arc of it in the Taking Back Trump's America book, I talk about how. When he first comes in at OMB as the Director's Office of Management and Budget, I have a showdown with him uh, in his office at, at a big meeting, um, and I'm just stunned to find out that he is against Buy American, Hire methods. America. These are the president's two most simple rules. Mm-hmm. To kind of the, the, the twin pillars of bringing manufacturing home uh, to South Carolina and this country, or buy American, hire American, and the president's trade and terror policy. And Mulvaney was opposed to that from, from day one. I had to fight him as mm. OMB director. I had to fight him um, when he became acting chief of staff. He, he, uh, there's a funny story in Taking Back Trump's America about arguably the worst press conference ever given by a chief of staff that almost got the boss in peace. And here's the thing, that, that SOB, Mulvaney, please understand this Carolina, that SOB, he got fired, and but the president was nice enough to give him a nice sinecure in Northern Ireland as the ambassador, because Mick what? got on his na- knees like a dog and begged mm-hmm. for that. And what wow. did Mulvaney do on January 6th? He resigned, and now he's picking up big bucks. I swear, mm-hmm. CBS pays him by the anti-Trump shit. That, that man... You know, next time you see Nick Mulvaney walking around yeah. uh, the state of South Carolina, mm. it's like uh, no high fives there. And no. That man is, is a low light.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Peter, I'm just wondering, you uh, were there, was there any other Trump advisor other than you that stayed from the beginning to the end? Because I know it's. It's tough to be in Trump's orbit because people are always taking shots at you and trying to squeeze you out. You know what was happening behind the scenes.
0: Uh, I'm only one of three who was with the president not only the whole time in the White House, but also during the 2016 campaign, where I was the, the top economic and trade advisor. The other two were Stephen Miller, the uh, the speechwriter, That's right. uh, and Dan Scavino the Tweetmeister. Everybody else came and went. I think the reason why I stuck around was because the president understood that I would always tell him the truth whether he liked it or not. I was not a suck-up. I just told it like it was. And he appreciated that. The other thing he understood clearly was that of all the people in the White House, I was the one who was mag. I was, like, dedicated to every single part the Make America Great Again agenda. And what's interesting, I think, is the, the taking back Trump's America book can really help people when they read it, kind of better understand what MAGA means. I mean, this recent attack by uh, the Joe the Dictator Biden on MAGA, on Trump Republicans, really uh, should sharpen our focus on how we express ourselves about what we stand for. And, you know, the traditional. Republicans and the Trump Republicans do agree on, on, on low tax burden for the middle class and low regulatory burden, for business, on strategic energy dominance. But where we diverge this is on the triangle of end-to-endless wars, securing our southern border, which is just a mess right now. And most of all, bringing our manufacturing and supply chains home through policies that I had to fight Mulvaney and others on all the time, like Buy American and and Terrorist and Trade Mm -hmm. Policy. So that's, you know, one of the the virtues of taking back Trump's American book, it's kind of like a handbook for campaigning. It it explains what populist economic national is it, what kind of policies you can adopt. And, yeah, I had to spend far too much time in the White House fighting Kushner, fighting Mnuchin, fighting Mulvaney, uh, I, I, you know, others in the cabinet like Exxon's Rex Tillerson and no business being there. Uh, yeah, but that's that's the, one of the important lessons that we cannot we cannot repeat the mistakes of the past. And the only way mm-hmm. we're going to uh, avoid that trap is is through uh, understanding the lessons of taking back Trump's America.
1: I'm speaking with Peter Navarro, uh, a former Trump advisor and author of Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House and How We'll Win It Back. Uh, You can get it everywhere. Books are sold. Uh, Why are they trying to destroy our economy? What is the end game, Peter, Uh, this this attack on America? Uh, calling us domestic terrorists and white Christianity is is now you know uh, a, a thing, you know uh, supremacy and all that. Why are they doing this? Do you think
0: the the woke agenda is not economically literate? Let, let's be clear about that. Mm. I, I, if you, you have to remember that a lot of people who are running Biden economic policy were with him for eight years during Obama-Biden, and there's a reason why when Trump came in, the economy came back to life, and it's it's this battle between kind of the, the, the woke, progressive, kind of Keynesian approach to, and shipping our jobs offshore that drains us like a vampire mm-hmm. and leaves us with that new normal under Obama-Biden of a loss of our manufacturing-based stagnant growth. Trump comes in. We introduce strong structural changes designed to make the middle-class, black, brown, and blue-collar Americans prosper. And that's the stark difference. I mean, at one level, the economic carnage we're witnessing now is just a lack of understanding of how economies work. At the other side, though, and this is the more nefarious part it's kind of the Robin Hood mentality of, 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 of through these massive bills they're passing on Congress. There's a lot of Robin Hood redistributive kind of things going on there, and it's all the more important reason why uh, we need to get get Trump's America back. I mean, as we sit here, I'm I'm, I'm assuming that the stock market's going to open significantly down yet again. I called. Back in November, back mm-hmm. in November, I said the market is turning over and, and it's, it's a time uh, to be on the short side of the market, right? And, and since that point, I, I basically hit the top on that. Since that point, the market has trended down. And the reason why it's trended down is because it's a forecast of economic conditions. I saw at the time that the Biden administration was not only stimulating inflation with its profligacy fiscally, but also destroying our supply chains, which causes what we call cost-push inflation. And this is a mess. These people don't understand this. And again, I get back, it it breaks my heart to see this. Mm -hmm. But people need to get mobilized here and, and, and get involved in these congressional races. We don't win back the House. For Trump Republicanism, we're going to be in trouble. And by the way, would somebody in South Carolina please put a cork in Lindsey Graham's mouth? Yes! There's a whole part of the book
1: about Lindsey
0: Graham taking back Trump's America that should not be missed by any South Carolinian.
1: Ah, you know, Peter, I have been yelling about Lindsey Graham for the three years I've been at this station. Okay, but in particular, what he has done with that abortion ban bill—idiot! What an idiot! idiot. I agree.
0: It's like lighting lighting tinder under a dying Democratic fire. You know, it's like what What are you doing, Lizzie? That guy was like a boil on the butt of humanity. Every (laughs) time I couldn't. It's like I don't know. He was like the boss's pet little poodle, or something. He would come and beg to play golf with the boss. And it's like I'd go, what? What do you? What? What? Do you, what are you listening to this guy for? And it just—I don't know—for some reason, he's got a blind spot with Lindsey. But um, yeah, I propose in the taking back Trump's America book. I literally say a Lindsey Graham free zone. Yes! it's like never let that guy darken the door. And by the way, I told the boss, I said, "Hey, whatever Lindsey tells you to do, just do the opposite. You'll be okay." <laughs>
1: I can't believe you're saying that. Um, and, it's uh, right in the book. It's right in, it's the, right book. in the book. You'll there you go. It. If
0: you haven't finished it yet, you'll see
1: it. You know, um, and I- I'm not too pleased with Tim Scott either, our other senator, but uh, Lindsey Graham, he-, he's ju- I mean, he said that if Trump is indicted, they'll be rioting in the streets. What are you doing? Why would you even say that?
0: Yeah. yeah, um, <sighs> yeah look, here's the thing. We need to take back Trump's America. Lindsay's yeah. not helping in that. No. He's never helped him. And in fact, I mean, Lindsay He's in, hurting in it. He's doing way, it on purpose. Contributed, contributed. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, look. He's yeah. doing and it he on purpose. Like,
1: he, doesn't want, uh, he doesn't want the Republicans to have control of the Congress because it's going to stop his gravy train and then he's going to know his days are numbered. This is what I think. He's going to be found out by real Republicans that are going to be coming in. He doesn't want the MAGA Republicans coming in. That's the problem. That's what well, I think.
0: Well, ever want to run run against him, um, if i got any money left after my legal defense, I'll send you a few bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we're going to try and get everybody Mulvaney.
0: to <laughs> You know, what is with South Carolina? I love that but You know, last time I was there, um, it was one of my great moments uh, that I enjoyed in the administration. I went down to, to um, cut the ribbon for uh, an F-16 plant, uh, that, that they created thousands of jobs down there. And it was like the kind of thing I got to be able to do in, in the administration, where you know, when we increased the defense budget, we increased our foreign sales to allies. Mm-hmm. Um, that made South Carolina prosper. And, you know, yeah. Biden comes in, he cuts the defense budget. And you know, it's like, I, the, the jobs and lives, pension funds are at stake here, and they're destroying Mm-hmm. life as we know it here much and it, it also our values. i mean as any parent in this country um who cares about their kid right now is branded as domestic terrorist. it's like what's that what's I, that all about? I, who are these people I, that's what i'm i still try to figure out who are you, you cast me that i's like what who are these people yeah you know kamala harris aoc jamie raskin adam I, schiff God. Oh, and Mick Mulvaney. I'd put them all in the same damn
1: boat. Exactly. Exactly. The The never-Trumpers are far worse than the liberals. Far worse. Because they're backstabbers and they're just, they're, they're, you know, they're awful. I mean, it is really, it's terrible. And I, I just wanted to ask you, if if, if um, Trump asks you to serve in the White House again, would you do it? Uh,
0: Look, uh, the man. I'll do anything you ask me to do, but that's not my mission here. Uh, I'm. I'm uh,
1: well, that's I'm, my I'm, mission. I'm I want, to the I end want of you the in there. I want you
0: in there. My here, <laughs> and what I'm trying to do is basically help people understand what what MAGA stands for, and hope help people around this country get involved politically and advance uh, the Trump agenda. That that's my mission, and I'm telling you, Liz. If we don't take back the House
1: mm-hmm.
0: in 2022, we're
1: screwed. I mean, yeah. it's
0: over. Yeah. Because we won't win the White House in 2024 if we don't take the House. That's right. And if we keep let them have com- uh, control the House, the Senate, and the White House, like they've been doing, mm-hmm. they told you what they're going to do. They're going to spend us into oblivion and create stagflation and the worst economic crisis since the 70s.
1: Peter Navarro, I pray that you will prevail over uh, the forces that are against you uh, right now. And also, great success. Everybody should get the book and support Peter Navarro in this mission, Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House, and How We'll Win It Back. Thank you so much for joining us and everything you've done for this country.
0: I appreciate that, Liz. You all take care, and uh, God bless South Carolina there.
1: Thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. The Long
0: Story Short Podcast with Liz Calloway.
1: Thank you for downloading Long Story Short. If you need to reach me, you can always email me at lizcallowayllc at gmail.com. That's Calloway with all A's. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a review, like and share it with your friends. Until next time, I'm Liz Calloway.